Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to It Is What It Is, powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. Today, we have got uh, three great press conferences for you to listen to. First up, you'll hear head coach Matt Rule uh, update a couple of the battles that are going on at training camp. Who's going to start at corner opposite from Dante Jackson? Uh, what's happening up front on the defensive line, as well as uh, just talk overall about what he wants to see from the rookies moving forward and, and the rest of the team as they kind of hurdle towards the regular season. It is less than three weeks until the Panthers are scheduled to open the year against the Las Vegas Raiders. Seems weird to say Las Vegas Raiders instead of Oakland Raiders. Did I have to say that twice and retake it? Maybe. You'll never know. After Matt Rule, you'll hear from Shaq Thompson, who talked about the importance of voting. I thought it was really interesting that he admitted he had never voted before. Shaq is 26 years old, had the chance to vote in two different presidential elections, but this will be the first one that he chooses to vote in. So uh, interesting to hear from him on that topic, as well as a host of other stuff, including how he sees this defense coming along, how he's trying to lead, and, and a ton of other stuff. Good stuff from Shaq Thompson. And then you'll hear from uh, P.J. Walker, who is competing with Will Greer for that backup quarterback spot, how he's transitioning to the NFL from the XFL, and just a, a ton of other stuff from, from P.J. Walker. So enjoy that one. And uh, while you're here, if you've gotten this far, make sure that you subscribe, like, rate, and maybe just give me five stars. Give us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. That's how you can help other Panther fans make sure that they don't miss out on it is what it is because the reality is uh, we have a little bit of a generic title and a lot of Panther fans do not find this podcast. So the only way for them to do it is if you rate and review, give it five stars. You can even say, I find Josh's intros annoying at the beginning, but I really enjoy hearing from my favorite Panthers players and coaches. That's fine. As long as you give us those five stars. Here's Matt rule. David Newton, um, just what were your impressions after you went over film of uh, the scrimmage you had on Saturday? Uh, you know, I thought there was um, I thought there was a lot of good work. I thought there was some uh, good situational football. I thought, um, you know, I thought for a first scrimmage, you know, type thing, it was um, pretty clean. You know, not a lot of penalties, not a lot of bad football. I think the biggest thing is um, – you know, us raising our standard, what, you know, how hard we want to play. I mean, I think, you know, week one, they have this, you know, they kind of, they kind of got to one point. Week two, we really have to play a lot harder um, across the board as we get into better shape. The guys have a better feel for what we're doing. So playing fast, playing hard, um, those are things I think we want to see us improve this week. And uh, I, I, I definitely felt like I saw that today. Vincent from the right report. Um, it looked like today that F.A. Abada was mainly working with the D tackles during um, the individual drills. Uh, I wonder if you could speak a little bit about what the plan is with him in terms of playing inside versus outside this season. Well, you know, he's a guy we'd like to do both, uh, be a big, powerful end, especially versus 21 and 12 teams. And then, you know, versus all the 11 personnel teams, go in and be a sub-three technique, 
So we've been trying to work him. Um, we've been trying to work him both, you know, both, both positions. Hey Matt, it's Elena. Um, I was wondering, I, you guys used the crowd noise in the bubble today. Is that something you're planning on using for it, or how much you're going to kind of work with that during practice? Well, um, you know, everything. None of us know exactly what's going to happen, but that ambient crowd sound is what we think we're going to get. Some, you know, in some stadiums, um, depending on you know if if they allow fans or not. So. Really, the way we did Saturday, you know, we had the ambient crowd noise, and then we had the game, the game music that shut off at 20 seconds and all that. So we want to get our guys used to it. So we're playing some music at times, and then we're playing the ambient crowd noise at times. And on, on, on when we go in the stadium, we're trying to get the true feel of what we think it's going to be like. And it's like anything else; we just want to get our guys comfortable uh, hearing those sounds. So we mix that in a little bit inside, and then um, you know, like I said, again, did, did what we did on Saturday. Hey, Matt, this is Miles Simmons. Uh, I saw Marquise Hines had to go off the field uh, toward the end of practice. Just wondering if you had any update on him. I don't. I haven't, um, I haven't had a chance to meet with him. I know he collided with somebody in a drill, but I haven't had a chance to – you know, they, they work on all the guys, and then they come back to me later, so I don't know exactly where we're at with him. Hey, Matt. Uh, Steve Reed from the Associated Press. Uh, following up on uh, Elena's question, um, uh, Sean McDermott up in Buffalo said that he, his quote was, it was ridiculous – that, um, that the Bills are going to go down and play in Miami and they got, you know, fans in their games, whereas, you know, in Buffalo they won't have fans a lot and he thinks it's a competitive disadvantage. So I wonder from a league perspective if, if you could address your thoughts on that and, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, some teams having fans being allowed in uh, and some teams not? I think it is what it is. You know, I mean, I think um, – I think all of us in the national, you know, in the National Football League owe it to if there's a place where fans can go, then we owe it to the fans to, to let them be in there. And you know, to me, just like when you come here early in the year, you know, it's probably going to be hot. You know, when we go up to Green Bay, it's probably going to be cold. I mean, you know, there's different there's different things at each place, and so um, you know, I, I just try to stay work focused on us and um, you know how many fans we have in our stadiums outside my control. So. Um, uh, I'm gonna prepare. I'm gonna prepare for the, the crowd noise, and then if we go places where they have fans, then we'll be ready to go with it. And, and if we go places where we don't, you know, then we'll then we'll be prepared for the ambient noise or just silence. So, but I think you know, as I said, I just think um, again, uh, it, 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 you know, health, safety, all that stuff has to be the first priority here. And then the second thing is, if, if fans can come and it's safe, then um, you know, I think we owe it to our fans. You know, they're the reason why we're able to do this to uh, to let them be there. Thank you. Hey Matt, uh, I was curious, Josh from the Riot Report. I was curious what your um, what kind of growth you've seen from the rookies specifically uh, since camp has started. Uh, obviously, you know th those guys are going to play a big role um, and going to be expected to come along quickly. And if they're coming at the at the rate that you'd like to see them, I think they're all coming. You know, I think I think they they you know they all, they all will hit different walls at different times. Um, you know, they'll, they'll all have different, you know, different patterns of learning. Um, they'll all have to deal with when camp's over and, 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 you know, things get a little normal for them, how well they can manage both football and day-to-day -day life. I mean, those are all things that, you know, that takes time to learn, but I, I've been pleased with our rookies. I think that, um, I think that they've done a good job. They've assimilated well into practice. I think because we're down to 80 and then you take 80 and then you get a couple injuries, you're at 75. 
and because we we do so many competitive periods um you know i think the first hour today was all competitive type periods i think they pretty quickly kind of just fall into okay this is what football's like and they start playing and they get better and better and better so i'm um i'm pleased with the group i think that uh i think that uh a, you know, we got the right guys, and B, they're all coming along quickly. Hey, Matt, uh, this is Miles Simmons again. Uh, just uh, to get a little bit more specific, I guess, with some of the rookies, what have you seen from Troy Pride that you've liked? Uh, Troy's competitive. Um, he's mature. He's smart. You know, we've given him some reps at, at inside and outside, you know, at, at both at, at nickel and at corner. And uh, when, he, when he does make a mistake, he learns from it. But uh, his demeanor is probably one of his biggest strengths. You know, he takes, he takes it very seriously. And that's, that's one of the major keys for a young player. Hey, Coach, this is J.B. Ricks from uh, Spectrum News One. Thanks for taking out the time. Um, we had Shaq Thompson on earlier, and uh, the, the discussion came up about, you know, Luke Keekly missing – from that side of the ball this year and who's going to be the one to kind of fill that void to kind of be that coach on the field what are you seeing so far you know through training camp as far as the linebacker position the defense as a whole uh as far as who can be that one player that can be that extension of your coaching on the field this year you know i mean i think luke um luke, luke is like a, a generational talent right so i think i think i i've encouraged all of our guys on defense just to just focus completely on themselves, get as good as they can get, and then, and then really learn to trust the system and trust the guys around them. We have a great group. You know, you have a guy like Whitehead who, you know, who rallies the guys. You have a guy like Trey who's vocal and emotional and rallies the guys. You know, you got guys like Dante and Burris who show up every day and work their tails off. You know, you got a guy like Shaq who's got tremendous ability. KK is sort of a quiet leader that people really listen to. So you have a bunch of great, great, uh, people on that side of the ball. But the biggest thing is, you know, people have to remember about Luke. He, 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 he did, he, he did his job and played well first and then did all the other stuff. And so, you know, new scene, new, new, new scheme, new system, new, all that stuff. Yeah, everyone just has to go out there. We seen all of our guys go out there, play hard and do their job. And as we get good at that, as we get good at playing hard, as we get good at doing our job, as, as they bring the young guys like Chin and Derek Brown and Troy Pride and Yitor, they bring those young guys along, I'm sure leadership will emerge. I'm sure coaching on the field will emerge and all those things. But, but first and foremost, we, we just have to make sure everyone's playing our defense and playing it really well. And um, I'll say this, I thought today was, a, you know, coming off the scrimmage Saturday, I thought today was a, a significant step forward defensively. Thanks, Coach. Yes, sir. Hashtag hurt with Carolina Blitz. You talked some uh, earlier about uh, Dante Jackson and him taking that step this year. Can you tell us what you've seen from him so far during camp and then from that cornerback position as a whole? Yeah, I think you know, Dante's, Dante's taking that step. He's getting better and better and better. He takes responsibility when he makes a mistake. He fixes it. He improves it. Um, you know, he's really good at the point of attack. We're trying to get him to be – you know, I think he could be a difference maker. I think he could run plays down and punch balls out and all that. So I, I don't want him just to think of himself as just a cover guy. I also want him to go, you know, and try to make plays on the ball when, when you know, for on the other guys. And uh, so that's something that he's adjusting to, and I think doing a good job. I like his, I like, I like his demeanor and how seriously he takes football. Um, and then the other, at the other corner position, you know, we've rotated a bunch of guys through, and we're just going to have a competition and and um, you know see who wins the job and. Um, 
you know, you have guys, you know, we've had TJ in there. We've had Eli Apple in there. We've had Troy Pride in there, um, you know, Corn Elder and, and, and many more. So there, there's a good group of guys that, that are battling for both that spot and the nickel spot. And, um, uh, you know, we'll just kind of take it day by day until we know, hey, this is the exact guy, you know, this is the guy it should be. And the benefit of that is you hopefully build the entire room. So as you have injuries and, and different packages, you have a good group of corners you can go to. Uh, just as a follow-up, uh, how do you, without preseason, I know we've asked this before, but how do you specifically evaluate making that type of decision about who will play on that other side during practice? Yeah, just, just based off practice, just based off of, you know, the standards we set for how we want to play and then who does it. Um, you know, I think the I think the, the, the long practice on Saturday, you know, the long practice last, I think it was Tuesday, uh, even tomorrow, you know, when we take a lot of game reps, um, we're just trying to say, who, you know, hey, who, who, play, who plays fast, who's physical, who's courageous at the point of attack, who, who does their job. Um, and we're trying to then, you know, just extrapolate that out into the games. And without preseason games, it's hard, but it, it, it is what it is. It's all we have. So we have to just, you know, really pay attention to each rep and um, see who's doing what we ask, who has the talent to be, you know, to be a starter, but also who's doing what we ask in terms of how hard and how physical and how well we play. Hey, Matt, it's uh, Jason Huber with WFNZ. Obviously, you know, you you had a chance to coach, you know, P.J. Walker in college, and I know you mentioned last week how that battle's close right now, but with P.J., what have you seen in his game, you know, different from when you coached him in college, and how's it been trying to help him adjust from that XFL level, that college level, to the NFL now? Um, you know, really, Joe and Jake are probably, you know, they, they do they do more of that. They, they deal with him way more. Um, that I do as a head coach, you know, um, I think the biggest thing that we, you've seen from PJ and it's probably from going and playing in the run and shoot in the XFL is just how much of a playmaker he's, he's being right now, you know, when plays rough schedule, stepping up in the pocket, finding guys that are open, being, being explosive. So he's done a lot of great things in that regard. I think the biggest thing he has to do is he has to protect the football. Um, we'll win if we protect the ball. And, you know, sometimes when you're aggressive, you can get over aggressive. So for him, it's just continuing, to find that good balance of, hey, I'm going to be aggressive, but I'm also going to protect the football. Um, and that's uh, that's a hard one for quarterbacks because you don't want guys that are afraid to make plays, you know, because they're always protecting it, and you don't want guys who are careless with it. And so I think that that disciplining um, uh, style is uh, something that Joe and, and specifically Jake Peets are doing a good job of with P.J. as well as the other quarterbacks. Matt, Mike Salarte with Spectrum News One. Uh, the question I have for you, and, and forgive me if this was touched on maybe over the weekend, but uh, at, at what point do you start to see in your mind your roster taking shape? I know that you've got, without the preseason games and you're talking about practice reps, are, do you have kind of a, a mental notebook of who you like and, and where you like guys on the roster to, that'll make up your 53 and then the guys that you want to have uh, for, the, for the practice squad going forward? Yeah, I think we have, um, you know, we have a vision of, you know, if it were today, this is what we do. But, you know, we also understand that in such a unique setting, you know, guys with being with us for the first time, there, there's going to be a guy or two who right now is maybe playing a little too slow because they're trying to figure out exactly what they're supposed to do. And all of a sudden the lights are going to come on. And so we'll continue to have competitive uh, practices, you know, to, to give those guys an opportunity. But I think we certainly know, hey, if we went out, if we went out to play today, this is what we would do. But, you know, each new day, it brings, you know, it brings injuries. It brings new guys trying out. It brings new defenses and offenses for guys to learn. So, um, you know, we, 
we take each day as it comes and we're always, always, you know, that's one of the things Marty said to me really, uh, is every day we're trying to improve our roster, both not just who's on the roster, but how they play and what they do. So um, we have the vision for it right now, but I'm sure that'll change as the days go forward. And, you know, the guys who are consistent and show up every day, you know, they have the best chance to make the most impact. And, and following up on that, Coach, is this – and I, I mean as nice as I – is this another – just another layer of challenge added to a first-year head coach? Oh, yeah, it's definitely – I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, – it's definitely that, you know, but, um, but I mean, I look at, I look at it all as an opportunity, you know, I look at it all as a challenge, right. I mean, um, you know, we have the opportunity right now to, um, we have the opportunity right now to, uh, to go out and practice every day. We have, you know, we have an advantage, a small advantage, but an advantage and the teams we face this year, you know, they're not seeing us in preseason games. You know, that's why sometimes when you guys, you know, people ask questions, I'm a little vague about some things because, you know, they don't, they don't know exactly what we're going to do. So we have some, some level of, you know, kind of hiding out in terms of, hey, who we are and what we're going to do and what our identity is going to be. So I try to find the positive and everything. But, yeah, there's, there's definitely – there's no doubt that there's a challenge. And, and really, I, I, I take a lot of responsibility for, you know, this is these guys' lives that are trying to make this team. This is their dream. This is their life. This is their passion. Um, they've worked really hard for it. So, you know, I think sometimes coaches, you know, they settle on their, hell, this is who this guy is, and they, they just put guys into boxes. And I, I try not to do that. I try to wake, wake up every day and reevaluate the guys. And so, you know, we were here for seven or eight hours on Saturday after the practice, going back through the practice, going through the personnel as a staff, really trying to evaluate, you know, where guys are. But then trying to also give them feedback and saying, hey, this is what you need to do this week. And if guys take that feedback and improve it, then they can be in a way better position next Saturday than they are this Saturday. Jack uh, Smile Simmons of Panthers.com. Just wondering, how have you felt about these uh, sort of long 11-on-11 periods that you guys have been having, um, and what do you feel like you guys really gain out of that as a defense? Uh, Game-like situations. He puts us in situations that happen in the game, sudden change, uh, just situational football stuff that we need to go through and get ready for since we don't have preseason. Uh, I think he's doing a great job with it. I think the defense is doing a great job just understanding the situation down in distance and uh, what we need to do to get off the field and what we how we need to do is fly around and get the offense the ball back. Josh Graham, Josh Graham, Sports Hub Triant. Uh, give me a sense for how the competition's looking at that other outside linebacker spot where you got Jermaine, Jeremy Chen playing there at points. What are you seeing there in terms of competition? Uh, we're all fighting for position right now. Nothing is set, yeah, even myself. Um, there's people behind me who want my spot, and I need to go out there and uh, earn a spot. Nothing is set in stone. And we have a great group of linebackers who all are tremendous physical, play fast, and stuff like that. So we'll just see how the outcome is. But everybody's doing a great job. To quickly follow on that, though, Trey said last week when you came into the league, he knew you'd be a player. And he said the same thing about Jeremy as well as a, as a rookie coming in. What have you seen from him specifically? Uh, he definitely has the skill set. He has the speed. He has the size. Now we just got to get him in just like things are going to happen fast. And uh, Chen is the type of guy who would definitely take that on, especially as the roles of whatever he is in his defense. I think Chen is the man to do it, and I think he's going to be a tremendous part of his defense. Shaq, uh, Jonathan Alexander, shout out to I hope you're doing well. 
um, you, you know, just piggyback off that, do you, does, like Trey said, he reminded uh, him of you. Do you think he reminds uh, you of, uh, him of you? Chin is Chin. Um, I'm not going to compare Chin to myself, and I'm not going to compare me to Chin. Uh, Jeremy Chin is a different type of player. He's fast, he's physical, he's big, and uh, he can cover a lot. So I'm glad he's here on this Panthers defense and part of this organization, and I can't wait to get going with him. Hey, Shaq, Newton with ESPN.com. To be fair, people said the same thing about you. I mean, you, they said you're fast, you're strong, you can do all those things. But um, as far as his defense is concerned, uh, a lot of really good, talented players out there, a lot of speed out there. The one thing we haven't seen is how well that cohesiveness is coming together. What, how far along do you feel like you guys are with that and what it's going to take to play good team defense? Uh, just all of us believing and trusting in the process. And uh, that's what we're doing now. We're taking a, we're getting 1% better. Um, OTA is not having that kind of hurt us, but we're doing a great job just cramming everything in their impact. And uh, we're going to come out ready to play. At the end of the day, it's football. We all love the game. And as long as we love the game and play fast, we'll do well. Shaq, you kind of famously got worked into the lineup slowly with Thomas and Luke are, uh, already in the linebacking cores. This defense this year, there are so many young guys that are going to have to play immediately. What are you telling them to, to get them ready for week one when they're going to be, you know, in the NFL immediately? Um, just going off experience, I just told them things are going to happen fast. Um, just the nature of the game is just how it transitions from college to NFL. It just happens fast. But as long as you know the game and understand your technique and what you're supposed to do, your assignments and stuff like that, then it'll start slowing down. Um, they're doing a great job. I mean, these guys are smart. Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride. Stan, all these guys, all these rookies, uh, they're doing a great job just buying in and uh, listening to the vets and they're going to be tremendous out there coming week one. Just following up on that, is there is there a way to get ready for the speed of the NFL compared to college without yeah. getting in there? Coach, Coach Rule is doing it. Um, up at, up tempo practices is, is just stuff like that. Um, he's making our practices game like since we don't have preseason and stuff like that. So Coach Rule is doing a great job getting us ready and prepared for how the season is going to look and um, and all that. Hey, Shaq. It's uh, Jason Huber with WFNZ. How much – you talk about the young guys, and you guys have been having a lot more fast practices with Matt Rule. How much did that slow ramp up kind of the first two, three, two, three weeks help you guys now when things kind of did start, all right, here we are full speed? Uh, just getting us back into football, getting us around each other, getting us used to going into meetings virtual and stuff like that. Um, it was great getting us back into conditioning just for – bring guys in, everybody's all over, doing who knows what training, getting their bodies right. But when we come here, everything's together. So they're doing a great job just putting this all together in one bucket and making sure we're doing the right things. Hey, Shaq, it's Alina with the Charlotte Observer. I was wondering um, what your impression was of the crowd noise being piped in and like if you thought it was realistic or just what your impression was playing with it so far. Uh, it is what it is. Um, we're here to play football, and um, that's what that's what our job entails, and that's what we're going to do. Um, we, the crowd, we definitely feed off that. Don't get us wrong, but during this pandemic, this is what we have to play with. This is our circumstance, so we got to adapt and adjust. And uh, at the end of the day, we got to go out there and play football. Hey, Shaq, we talked to Christian a little bit last week about the twenty-two and fifty-four together. I was wondering if. Uh, how that came about and and your thoughts on uh, giving back to the community. Um, Christian kind of just reached out to me um, and was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I'm interested. And just 
with everything going on with people just with all races splitting down the middle, we need to come together as a whole and uh, and bring everybody together from rich to poor, black and white and all that, gay and straight and all that. We need to bring everybody together and share love and show love because at the end of the day, we're all humans. So, um, I wonder what, what were your impressions of, of Tyre Whitehead and, and what do you think about his potential um, to help the defense? Uh, I told him this. I've always been a fan of Tyre since when he was at Detroit. I always just liked his game and stuff like that. So it's an honor to be able to play with him and go out there and share that field in this locker room with him. So I'm excited. Uh, I think we're going to do great things just as a defense. And I know he's going to be a, a veteran leader that we're going to need in this young defense, including myself. I could take notes and learn from him and just help him lead by example. Thank David Newton again. I'm, I'd be curious what you've seen from the three quarterbacks so far. Competition. Uh, I love I love all three of them. They all bring different type of swagger, and they all got different type of attributes that they bring, and, and I love them. Um, they're doing a great job. Teddy's doing a great job, Will and PJ. Uh, can't wait to see these guys in the battle that they have, and uh, they're doing a great job leading that offense. You mentioned swagger. The quarterback that was here for the last nine years always talked about swag. What's he think it's going to be like for whoever is – Teddy will be the starter for having to replace a guy that was so loved like Cam was? He, he's like, Teddy has to be Teddy. He's not Cam. Just like I'm, I'm not TD, I'm Shaq. Just be yourself. We're going to love you regardless. We don't want you to be like Cam. No offense to Cam. Cam was a great guy, great teammate, great quarterback, great leader, and a great person in this community. We love Cam. We'll miss Cam. But what's next? Teddy's next, and we want Teddy to be Teddy, and Teddy's going to be Teddy. Hey, Shaq, JB Ricks from uh, Spectrum News One. Thanks for taking out the time. Uh, to piggyback off of that, what have you learned from your experience of playing with Luke Keekley and now that he's gone, you maybe having to step up, you know, in that role of being a leader now? What have you learned from him and how can you be different from whatever his leadership skills were when you uh, applied that this year in 2020? I just got to lead by example. That's what Luke did. Luke wasn't a rah-rah guy, but when he needed to speak up, his presence was felt. And um, that's kind of how I followed in the same way behind him. But me and Luke had a little conversation. I'm like, I'm not TD. I'm not Luke. I'm Shaq. So he told him to go out there, be Shaq, play like Shaq. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go play like Shaq. Shaq. Two of the players said that they've had the chance to, to talk to Luke while he's been. Have you been able to see Luke a good bit in the building? And still yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what type of things has he been going over with you, talking to you guys about? I mean, we just talk football. You know what I mean? Um, when we're on that field, it's just ball. He's helping me. We're looking at things, talk about practice, what he likes, and stuff like that, and just how to bring guys together. I mean, Luke's away, but he's still here. He's still going to talk about ball. And I got his number. I just call him. We talk and stuff like that. Shaq, this is Nick from NBC. What were the kind of the biggest things that you focused on in terms of your own game that you wanted to, to really sharpen coming into this year? Uh, pass rush was the biggest thing and just trying to win games. Um, really focus on this team and not really myself. I know I got to build myself up and get ready, but I, I want to win games. It's all about winning in this league and we got to get back to that. It's crazy to think, Shaq, we're only a few weeks away from the start of the year. Being that you're from Sacramento, which is like an hour, hour and a half from Oakland, did you grow up a Raider fan and what do you think of them being in Las Vegas? I'm happy to be a Carolina Panther. And uh, I got drafted to this organization for a reason, and I'm ready to play ball. 
Hey, yeah. Shaq, it's up. Uh, again, uh, what, how is your groin doing? I know that you've sort of been. Say it again. I can't. Sorry, I can't hear you. How, how's your groin? I mean, you've been sort of going on the side, you know, doing some things like that. And I also wanted to ask you about. Uh, I know you guys had a Rock the Vote event. Um, what? How important do you think it is just to be registered to vote? Uh, I think it's very important. Um, I know, me growing up, I wasn't taught to vote. I wasn't taught that my vote counts. So just hearing and understanding like, oh, your vote does matter. It changes the difference. Um, it makes me want to register. I just got, got done registering actually. And it makes me reach out to guys back in my community and tell them to vote and get a whole pamphlet out and try to teach them and understand like voting, your vote does matter and stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting just to hear that my vote does matter and it does count. And my growing is good. I just got a little tight on me and then that was really about it but i'm back out there 100 percent on the field and uh, happy to be back with my teammates hey shaq it's uh vincent with the riot report um i was just wondering what your impressions were of tj green so far in camp and how he's developed since he got to the panthers uh tj green he, i think he came with us last year and uh he was a guy that i really liked um big corner speed guy and physical uh, he's doing a great job out there can't wait to see him do more and uh he, he's gonna be a good player for us and a few more for shaq guys Hey, Shaq, it's Deshaun with Channel 9 here in Charlotte. I heard you mention Hi, Shaq. That you... uh, Vashti, her with Carolina Blue. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I will get this out really quick, but you mentioned that you just uh, registered to vote. Have you voted previously? And then you also talked about just getting the significance of your vote. What changed your mind as to why it was important? Uh, nah, this is my first time ever voting. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I said previously, I never thought my voting count and I never even thought of registering. And I'm um, just seeing this world separate and seeing the racial stuff that's happening and uh, just being just a part of this world. It's just like, nah, we, we don't need that. We, we need more people to come together, more people to share love, show love, because there's a lot of diverse couples that probably get looked at wrong just because somebody's black, somebody's white, somebody's Asian, somebody's black, and just stuff like that. And it's, if you love somebody, you love somebody, regardless of their race, their color, their ethnicity, whatever it is. If you love somebody, you love somebody. Hi, Shaq. Uh, Vash here with Carolina Blitz. I know you can't go too much into schemes, but can you give us an idea of what you're liking most about uh, this still snow uh, defense? You said what I'm liking most? Yes. Uh, I'm liking everything really about him. Um, he's a guy that wants us all to run to the ball. There's no solo tackles. It's all gang tackles and stuff like that. And there's no loafing on the field, which I love. You know, he's going to be on our tails about that and just getting to the ball. So he's, he's doing a great job just dialing stuff up for us and teaching us and making us understand the logics of football and what football should be about and how the game should be played. Shaq, you mentioned the uh, world's you know, separating all the issues going on. There's a Republican convention going on in Charlotte here. Um, I know you've been involved in some protests. Do you plan to get involved in any of those this week? No, nah, I'm here to focus on football and that's it. Hey, PJ, it's, uh, it's Josh Klein from the Riot Report. Um, just wondering how the, uh, how the speed of the game is different from uh, the XFL to the NFL uh, just over the past couple weeks of training camp. 
Um, for me, it's been a little faster, you know, just but uh, just trying to adjust to everything, you know, right now, even with the play calling, the uh, system, the new system, everything right now is just adjusting and trying to uh, trying to get to where I need to get to um, at a level of like mastery for for the offense for real. I think the the, the more I know in offense, the faster I'll be able to play. PJ, this is Miles Simmons from Panthers.com. Um, how similar is this offensive system that you're running now? Uh, excuse me, how is this offensive system that you're running now either similar or different than things that you've been doing in the past? Um, it's similar to a little bit of what I ran in college, um, you know, for, for the most part. Um, a lot different from what I ran in the XFL. Um, but, you know, I've been, in, I've been in some systems around the league uh, that's similar to this. So just enjoying it. Um, learning the new terminology and things like that, just adjusting. Uh, PJ, David Newton with ESPN.com. How would you describe uh, the competition with you and um, Will Greer? Oh, it's been great. You know, it's just been, it's been a battle every day. You know, it's been, it's been fun. Uh, just getting after it, getting after one another, getting after one another, just competing at a high level. You know, uh, we going out there, you know, working our tails off and, you know, trying to play at a high level. PJ, uh, I was here with the Charlotte Observer. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, uh, what, what was your um, experience like with the XFL and, and how do you think, you know, what you were able to do there helped prepare you for where you are now? Yeah, for the most part, my experience was just to go out there and play, play some football games, you know. Uh, just me being, me being, Andy being on a practice squad for two, two years and, uh, Get an opportunity to go out there in the XFL playing live football games and you know the, the, the speed the speed changes from college uh just, just it was just fun uh, I played some preseason games played them most of my preseason games when I was in with the Colts but just going out there and uh just adjusting to everything you know with the, with the speed and the amount that the amount of reps that I was getting in, in games was, was much needed for me PJ, do you feel that gave you a little bit of a leg up over some guys who haven't been playing ball since really last December? Uh, I don't think it gave me a leg up. I just think it was more so uh, mentally just for me to go out there and get those reps, uh, much-needed reps, um, just to get the experience, just to get the um, the wins under my belt. Uh, you know, the, the, the team effort, just the leadership role for me was it was all fine. Hey, PJ, Elena gets from Charlotte Observer. I was wondering for you, you know, you said as you learn this offense, you're getting more comfortable. What are you doing to kind of get this offense down? Is there anything in particular that you found has been helpful or just something that's working well? Oh, for me, it's always been taking a lot of notes and uh, writing down each play, you know, the night before, right? We write down the scripts and things like that uh, for me for, to, to prepare for practice the next day. Um, just so I could be on top of what I got, what I got going on that next day of practice. So, for me, it's just uh, just rewriting everything, rewriting my notes, and just making sure I get to studying every night. PJ, where do you write those notes? Is it do you have a notebook? Is it uh, like a yellow legal pad? Like, how do you keep those notes together? Yeah, I got I got I got a few notebooks that I that I use uh, just to consistently keep them keep them keep them around me. Uh, I can always go back through the notebooks and um, see which plays we ran. You know, this today, yes, uh, the day before yesterday, and those things like that, just to see those notes over and over again, um, and just continue continue to rewrite them. PJ David again. Um, Teddy shared a story about how he shared with you guys how he didn't feel like he was really prepared last year when he first got in for the Rams. Um, yeah. what, what did that story mean to you? And and what is what has impressed you most about Teddy so far? 
Um, the, his who he is as a player, um, uh, who he is as a player and as a person. You know, he's 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 a guy I love to be around as a as a as a uh, as, as a player. Um, you know, it's always he's always he's always ready to go. His energy, his smile, everything brightens up the room. You know, when the energy that he brings to the to the to the team is just amazing. Especially when we out there on the football field. You know, he's always got positive energy. Always, always wanting to do the do the best thing for the group, uh, and always been always been prepared, you know. So he told us that story about a, a week ago, and um, for us it was just more so just learning, learning, learning how how that situation affected him um, when he went out there and how he had that mindset of never having that feeling again, you know. So for us it was just get 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 to that level of you know uh, trying to be, be be prepared and be ready for for the opportunity if it presents itself. Hey, PJ, it's uh, Jason here with WFNZ. Obviously, you you have experience with Matt Rule. You played with him at Temple. We've asked a few of his former Temple players, you know, what's kind of the difference of him, college to NFL now. And a lot of them have said, you know, he's really the same guy. What have you seen as him now as his first year as a head coach in the yeah. NFL? Oh, he's the same guy. You know, we still we still doing a lot of the things that we, we've done uh, in the past when I was when I played with him at Temple. Um, you know, just different naming of the of the periods and things like that. But it's all fun. You know, we we're out here, we're competing. You know, Coach Rule is big on big on going out here and competing every day. You know, trying to get as many live games. But she tried to make the, the practice uh, a lot harder than the games. You know, that's what type of coach he is to make the practice a lot harder than the games. And so when you get to the game, the situation won't be won't be a shock or it won't be a surprise. He he's done a great job with that. Anything else for PJ, guys? Hey, PJ. Um, he. It seems like you guys are doing a lot of, like, fun things, uh, whether it's in the middle of practice or at the end of practice, golf competitions, things like that. Is there Are there things that he used to do back at Temple that kind of compare um, that you can remember? Nah, not really. You know, so it's a different, different – it's a different, you know, atmosphere, environment now. Uh, you know, we made sure we got our work done when we was in school. We really didn't have much of the, the, the time, the scheduling that we, you know, with classes and everything like that. When you're in school, it's a lot different than when this is your, when this is your job and this is what you prepare for every day, you know. So it's just a lot, a few different things. But this is this is awesome what he's been doing with, with us here. It's been fun. Um, I think all the, guys, all the guys are enjoying it as well. PJ, this is Nick from NBC. Um, do you consider yourself an, an underdog story and, and kind of being on practice squads and not being able to play and then popping up in the XFL and showing some flash and getting this chance? You know, what, what kind of keeps you motivated to keep after this like you have been? I'm just knowing, that, knowing what I'm capable of and knowing what I'm capable of doing on the football field. You know, that's the only thing that gets me up every day to, to get back out there. And, uh, you know, I got a real, I got a real big chip on my shoulder of just wanting to go out there and be the best. You know, so uh, I just go out there and I work, I compete. Um, I make sure I try to get the guys around me to uh, just compete at a high level as well. Great, PJ. Thanks so much, uh, Media. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, one, Josh, I sneak one more in. I apologize. Yeah, that's fine, Josh. One more. One more. PJ, um, it looked like you did a little bit of the off-season stuff with um, some of the guys at a, at a local high school field. Um, I was looking, I was curious how that came about and uh, how much that helped you kind of create that bond with those guys. Yeah, for, for me, it was just getting around it, the guys, uh, just to be around a bunch of new guys that I, I haven't really met, uh, besides virtually when we was in, doing our off-season program. You know, it was fun. It was fun. Just definitely, just to get to know the guys and get to see how the guys are as as people. And uh, 
I, I mean, I knew what the guys were capable of, you know, on the football field, but I just wanted to really get to know them as, as people and see the type of people they were, uh, people they were working.